single citizen, the connection, chapter eleven. Granny Betty's boys were firemen who lived two blocks from the firehouse. Granny's church was another two blocks. When they got the emergency call, Granny Betty's boys ran into church to tell Granny on the way. By the time she got to Starling Drive, Granny had to park by Ginny's because of the emergency vehicles. When she got to her gate, Moody had already been loaded into the ambulance. It happened a year after Tracy got Bonnie. The boys were in D.C. visiting Vera after school was out. Moody was by the river working in the garden, and a tree branch threatened to shade his tomatoes. The offending branch wasn't thick, but like all trees by the river, it was tall. Sunday was Moody's only day off, so once Granny was off to church, Moody got the ladder and chainsaw from the back house. He headed down the bank and climbed about twenty feet up the tree. Moody liked doing things like this. Perhaps from his days in the Pacific, stringing electric lines through the jungles of Guam, Moody had sawed halfway through when the branch gave way. Then the limb swung back and hit the ladder out from under him. Moody was careful to throw the chainsaw out and away as he fell. He landed on his feet, but the impact broke Moody's back. Bonnie and Sandy sounded the alarm. Barbara, who lived next door. Found Moody sprawled out at the bottom of the bank with the chainsaw running. The dogs wouldn't let anyone near him, trying to protect him. Eventually, Barbara's husband talked Bonnie and Sandy down, and the paramedics got Moody onto a spine board. Moody was in rehab for the next year. Then Tracy got a housemate who was always home. The veterans group put a lift on the front porch for his wheelchair. And Tracy helped Moody with his exercises. In time, Moody got so he could stand and walk with crutches, but he got ahead of himself. Alvin took him to the farm in Virginia. As Moody showed his father how well he was doing, he fell and landed on a rock. From then on, Moody was afraid to use the crutches. He had feeling in his legs and might have walked again. But he resigned himself to the chair, and part of Moody's acquiescence may have been the timing. When the accident happened, Moody was two months away from retiring. Moody and Granny had been saving and had gotten a new camper and boat. They planned some long trips for September. Tracy was old enough to take care of the house and was safe with the dogs. But when Moody fell at the farm, he gave up. The upshot was Tracy had all the time in the world with his new best mentor, sounding board, and friend. Because Moody was also a preacher's kid, he and Tracy had a unique connection. During summer trips spent at the farm, Tracy remembered Moody's father sitting in the sun by the outhouse in his white metal chair. Except for an occasional conversation with one of the cats. The great Mister Moody read his Bible. This transferred to his children. Great Papa Moody taught his boys to pray, study the Bible, and they all received the Holy Ghost. When Tracy was taken up and shown the picture book, 
Moody immediately recognized the change, which was where Moody excelled. Whereas Granny shot her mouth off first and asked questions later, Moody observed and asked for clarification, or he was referee. More than that, and perhaps because of his connection with God from his father, Moody was a careful guardian of Tracy. From the time Tracy stood at even height with the stereo speaker and knew all the words to, Oh, happy day, from hearing it in heaven, Moody believed him. Back then, the only time Moody had to spend with Tracy was bathing his three-year-old on Saturday nights before he tucked him in. They knelt beside the bed and said the Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep prayer. One night, after they blessed everyone in the family, Tracy wanted to know if he could mention the dogs. They're God's creatures, too, Moody said. And God bless Sandy, King, and Holly. And Moody agreed with his Amen. From that time on, little Tracy woke up when Moody came home from his second job. When he crept past to the bedroom to go to the bathroom, Moody would be on his knees praying. Sometimes Tracy joined him so his pawpaw could tuck him in. But sometimes Tracy went back to bed because Moody looked so tired. Either way, once Tracy heard Moody snore, he was comforted and went to sleep. When Tracy received the Holy Ghost, the two had a few conversations about the encounter. Moody didn't have experiences like Tracy did, but he was fascinated. During his visits to the farm, Moody shared this information with his brother, Driss. Moody's younger brother was close to him, like Tracy was with Freddy. At the farm, Driss also asked if Tracy wanted to read the Bible with him, if he wasn't running down the hall scaring him with rats. When Moody moved back home after the accident, Driss stayed for a week to get Moody acclimated. Since Tracy could remember, Driss carried an old shoebox full of praise and worship cassettes. He got up first thing in the morning and spent a few hours singing and worshiping God. By the time Moody came home in his wheelchair, the box was about to disintegrate. Tracy teased Driss as they worked the lift on the front porch to get Moody into the house. Hey, Driss. Tracy said. You need another shoebox? God will keep it together, Driss said, and once they got Moody on the porch, he looked at the teenager. I heard you got the Holy Ghost. Tracy didn't know what to say. <laughs> you got an adventure in front of you, boy, Driss said. Hello everyone, Tracy here. I hope you're enjoying my story. We'll let you know how to support this podcast later. But for now, the best thing you can do is follow us and share it with your friends and family. So if you like what you're hearing, please help us out by telling people about it. And thanks again. At the end of the week, Driss went home to Virginia. Then Moody was home for good, and the full transformation took place. 
Moody sat in the kitchen reading the Sunday comics as usual. But there was something different, so Tracy studied Moody. Of course the chair was new, Tracy thought, but something was missing. Papa, Tracy said, you're not smoking your cigars. Moody put down the paper and looked at Tracy. I always hated the damn things. How? Tracy stammered. You've smoked your cigar since I've known you. Doesn't mean I liked it, Moody confided. I only smoked them to piss off your grandmother. I hated cigarette smoke worse, so I smoked cigars in self-defense. Tracy remembered when he was a kid with little Freddy. The heavy puffing created dueling clouds of smoke. The cigarette smoke from the kitchen and the cigar smoke from Moody's room battled it out for scraps of oxygen left in the living room. But I only puffed them, Moody explained. That shit'll give you cancer. Besides, I hated the taste of them. I never inhaled because I was scared I'd throw up. That's all I'd need was for your granny to start cackling all over the phone about that, and I wasn't going to give her that satisfaction. But it usually kept your granny at least one room away, so it was worth it. And Moody began to laugh. And everyone knew, Moody said, at least all the men in the Wanderers Club, especially Henderson with that pipe of his. I could stand the smell of that even less. He'd run me around the room, churning smoke out of his pipe like a locomotive. And Moody sat back. But your granny never knew. I just kept bringing back whiskey-cured tobacco leaves from the farm. Moody laughed again and hit Tracy's arm. You know, I never knew it was illegal until they told me why they couldn't get any. We always had it at the farm, along with the moonshine. You mean your tomato wine? Tracy said. Nope, I mean my moonshine. And Moody clicked his Errol Flynn mustache. I just told you it was tomato wine. Moody admitted, because I knew how much you hated tomatoes. And he winked. That way, I knew you'd stay out of it. And Moody looked at his boy. By now, Tracy was a young man halfway through high school. Moody rolled his wheelchair back from the dinette table, backed up to the sink, opened the cabinet, and got a large pickle jar. In it were small brown ovals that were obviously not pickles. Give me that glass up there, Moody said. You know, the one I like. Tracy got up and reached into the cabinet above the stove. Moody opened the jar of moonshine steeped with apricots. You want some? Moody asked. Sure, Tracy said. Why not? And when Tracy sat down, he realized this was the new place for their ritual to accommodate Moody's wheelchair. Organic eggs, Moody said, and chuckled to himself. What? Tracy asked. There was a sign at the grocery store today. It said, Organic Eggs. Moody turned to Tracy. You ever see an egg that didn't come out of a chicken? No. Maybe I can see the sign next time, Tracy said. Or maybe I can drive you. That's right and Moody was surprised by the year he lost in rehab. You need to start driving. And you need to get those hand controls you've been stalling on getting, if you're going to teach me how to drive. You're absolutely right, Moody said, 
and he did. Tracy goaded Moody into an electric garage door opener, too, and it wasn't long before Moody had his independence and became a celebrity. He'd take off in the morning for the store or post office and would talk with anyone about organic products or other interesting observations. Moody wouldn't come home until he picked up Tracy from whatever practice he had. But it was in the kitchen that grandfather and grandson were converted to best friends. Nothing was off the table. They talked about everything. God, the Holy Spirit, Moody's war experiences, Vera and Bobby, Ginny and her kids, Granny, or Moody's plans for the farm. The two new best friends got a lot off their chest, and a lot of truth was dropped at their evening ceremonies. But neither of them knew Tracy's father was about to drop in. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you would like to purchase the book, Dual Citizen, it is available on Amazon. Be sure to search for Dual Citizen, The Connection. All three books, The Connection, The Training, and The Arrival, are available in print as well as on Kindle. Dual Citizen, The Connection, is also available on Audible. So... If you would like to skip ahead and see how everything turns out, feel free. But don't tell your friends the ending. Thanks again, and we hope everyone will find their place at the table.